Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Organizing Life's Daily Demands. My name is Peter Gordon, and I'm the president of New York Financial Organizers. We help people pay their bills, file insurance claims, and do all the non-investment side of personal finance. And um, we find that it's integral to helping them organize the daily needs that they have. And the purpose of this podcast is to interview people in other fields that might be able to help in uh, organizing our clients and uh, viewers' lives. And so I am really thrilled to have uh, Elsa W. Smith with us today. And um, she is a wonderful attorney, and I'm really looking forward to uh, having everybody learn more about her. So how are you doing, Elsa? Good morning, Peter. It is wonderful uh, to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a guest on your show. Sure. Elsa and I know each other from a program called Video Socials. We've never met outside of this little box here. And uh, but for how long has it been? Three and a half years? It's almost, I think, yeah, almost at least three. Yeah, it was three before years. the pandemic. And um, yeah, for sure. It's a great program. And we've learned a lot about each other's business. And we actually we actually have a lot of synergy between us. Um, the difference is, though, I'm in New York, Elsa's in Maryland, so we occasionally we refer business, but mainly we learn from one another. And that's the purpose of this uh, this podcast is um, I believe that Elsa is, there are a lot of people who do what Elsa does, but Elsa is unique in so many different ways, and I'm really looking forward to her sharing her message. Um, so give us a little bit of background about how you got to where you are now. Okay. Um, I won't give you like the, the, the full, you know, encyclopedia, encyclopedia Britannica and yeah. I'm dating myself by even mentioning that. That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> young people today might not even Wikipedia know version. Absolutely. Well, I've been practicing uh, law for over 20 years and um, I'm originally, um, originally, originally, I was born in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I was raised in South Florida, went to uh, business school and law school at the University of Miami, go Canes, um, and, uh, you know, did a number of different things, primarily focused on uh, criminal defense and criminal appeals, believe it or not, before I got into estate planning. I also did some med mal um, uh, defense. So my journey wasn't a straight path into estate planning. It was more of a path of discovery and figuring out what was a good fit for who I am. So fast forward, I relocated to uh, to the Maryland DC area a little over 15 years ago um, when I got engaged and subsequently got married. Um, and worked for um, you know very like, top uh, law firms in DC doing e-discovery and contract work. Um, did that for a while, made a lot of great money, uh, but there was still something in me that's you know that was wanting to start my own practice again, again because I had a practice in Florida. So. Uh, in Q4 of 2012, I believe I launched um, my practice and initially it was, you know, just focusing on what I knew, which was criminal defense. And that was fine for a while. 
And just so your listeners and your audience uh, knows that I am of Afro-Cuban descent and I am a native Spanish speaker. Um, and that skill, that Spanish speaking skill, uh, worked to my benefit in the work that I was doing, in the criminal defense work I was doing. And I was uh, handling a lot of uh, matters and representing individuals who didn't speak English or didn't have English as their first language, right? The problem, uh, not with that skill, but the, the reason I, that, that precipitated my, my shift um, into estate planning was um, a lot of the matters in, uh, that I was handling were um, causing a lot of stress. And you start to take stuff home with you. The matters, the charges, uh, the allegations were more serious. Some were publicized. Um, and you take that stuff home and then you start to, you know, sit back and reflect, well, where do you want to be in five years and 10 years? Um, so that really precipitated a change for me to think about how I could give back because throughout my life, throughout my legal career, I've always led with a heart of service, wanting to be of service to the greater community. Um, so in talking to my colleagues, um, you know, fast forward again, I came, you know, into this estate planning area and like all good attorneys do who want to learn more, we took uh, CLEs, continuing legal education classes. And I did a deep dive. Um, and it's interesting, Peter, because I realize that there's a lot about estate planning and probate work that really resonated with what I wanted to do and who I who I am as a, as a person. And and funny enough, it took me many years to rediscover my interest, my love of estate planning. Here's why I say rediscover. I didn't have my estate plan until I got married right. a little over 15 years ago. And I tell people, I said, I finally felt like a grown up when I had my, my estate plan. I had my portfolio in front of me. I'm like, gee, this is what I, this is what grownups do. Right. So I reconnected with that feeling that I had when I had my estate plan and I wanted to recreate it for other people. So that's really, you know, the the impetus for me, you know, focusing on estate planning um, and, and probate work. My niche is, and my tagline, I'll tell you, empowering women through estate planning. Um, why that, why women? And I know we're going to talk about that, you know, in, in a little bit, but we women have been uh, vastly underserved. Um, I think that women, um, not only in the workplace, but in as we are accumulating assets, we are accumulating wealth, um, we are heads of homes, um, we are wearing all these hats, um, but we don't have safety nets. We're not creating safety nets to protect us. We do a good job in protecting everybody else, but right, what are we doing right. to protect ourselves well, that's as well? The natural instinct of uh, females. Absolutely. So um, we have a boutique firm. It's the law offices of Elsa W. Smith. We are based in Annapolis, Maryland, um, but we also serve 
uh, the District of Columbia. We serve people from all over uh, Maryland. Um, and we often get referrals from um, professionals like yourself, Peter, from other states who have folks that are either relocated, sometimes they have family in, in this area, in the Maryland DC area, and they're looking for uh, a state council uh, to assist. So the bulk of my practice, thankfully, comes from referrals. Right. Right. Yeah. And yours and mine both. Um, and I, this is really interesting because I know about your criminal background, your criminal law background. Mm -hmm. um, and because uh, I mean, you're such a natural, caring person from when I listen to you. So that's really interesting. Um, why, why do you think it's important for women especially to create uh, estate plans? Oh, geez, there's so many, there's so many reasons. But um, for one thing, you know, and the stats bear this out, the World Health Organization, I believe, uh, has women outliving men on average by five Absolutely. years. Absolutely. Right. So well, we're living longer. it's interesting. It's changing a little bit as more women are working now as a percentage of once was. Because uh, it adds stress to the, their lives. It's kind of interesting. But I know, I know. It's like we move forward, but yet yeah, there's, right? there, there's all the things that come that come with it. So there's longevity. The other thing is, you know, women are more likely to experience changes in their marital status. What am I talking about? Primarily divorce um, and widowhood. Uh, because mm -hmm. we're, if we're outliving men, you know, so those are significant um, life events that can impact a woman's uh, financial stability. And an estate plan helps to really create a blueprint to how are we going to protect the assets that you have? Um, you know, if not all uh, estate plans uh, create like tax shelters, and that's kind of like a subset of what estate planning can do, um, but it's a blueprint. How are we going to protect assets that you have? And with working um, with other professionals, financial professionals, um, among others, we collectively help you envision what your future is going to look like, what your legacy is going to look like, right? So it's really a collaborative team approach. Um, so marital status is, is the other one. And caregiving responsibilities that we have, you know, women typically are the primary caregivers of children and now we're seeing you know they're adult parents you absolutely. know i absolutely right so i and you know i'm uh you know in my in my early 50s uh and uh, many of, thank you <laughs> i am and along with many of my friends you know we um experience you know the 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 um our parents going through cognitive decline, having significant medical issues, um, and all of we experienced all that together. In some cases, where it was feasible, you know, some people became the you know the caregiver. You know, they couldn't relocate their parents to like an assisted living facility if they needed you know like twenty four hour care um, or so forth. But even even in those situations where they were. Uh, where they needed to be treated or, or cared for in an ALF, you still have that responsibility. You still have to go, you know, see your parents, care, check on them. You know, you don't abdicate, you know, they're your parents. You don't abdicate that 
responsibility I mean, to, to someone yeah, else. Not the individual, <laughs> but uh, well, yes, yeah. I mean, it, but but it, it it's there's that stress that comes along with it. So you're not if you are like many of my clients are, you know, if you are a mom, you know, you and and perhaps a spouse. So you've got responsibilities to sure. spouse, responsibility to kids, and oh now you know we also have responsibilities to take care of our aging parents. Right. So we're pulling in all in all yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then the other reason is income disparities. You know, despite the progress that we have, as women have made, women still tend to earn less than men for pretty much the same work and are more likely to take time out of the workforce in order to care for young children and parents, as I mentioned uh, before. So an estate plan can help you plan for the what ifs you know, and, and help make sure that, again, that you're taken care of, that you have the assets needed to get you through those periods of, you know, of where you're not out in the workforce. I don't want to say not working because sometimes you're working twice as hard at home than you may be oh, in, in the workforce. So I'm very careful about that. Yeah, I know, that's um, work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, when, um, you, when you say estate plan, what makes up an estate plan? Oh, well, um, an estate plan, like I said, it's, well, first of all, let me, let me, uh, let me say uh, what I tell many of my clients is that an estate plan is a love letter to your loved ones um, about what you want to happen to them, to your assets when you are no longer here. But it is also telling the world what you want, uh, what kind of care, health care you want. Um, if you're in an end of life or near end of life situation. There are a series of, of you know, documents, um, most of which your viewers have probably uh, heard about. We're, we're talking about a will, mm -hmm. um, in many cases, a trust. Right. And there are, and within, and when I say trust, there are different types of trust sure. and an experienced estate planner can help guide you to the particular trust that works for your situation. We're also talking about medical directives in the state of Maryland. Uh, they're called um, advanced uh, advanced directive. In right. other states, they may be called healthcare powers of attorney, right? Or healthcare so proxy. That, or healthcare proxy, right? right. Yeah. So there, those that document is the one that's going to appoint someone that you choose a trusted individual to speak for you when you cannot speak for yourself, when you're in a, a critical care um, situation and it's gonna identify the levels of care that you want or don't want, depending on you know particular factors or situations. And then we have a, a power of attorney, a, you know, a financial power of attorney, my, which is- My favorite document. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and a power, yeah, and a power of attorney, um, and let me make this clear to your viewers and listeners, a power of attorney is only good while you are alive. I can't tell you how many people call my office after a loved one dies and say, oh, and I have the power of attorney. I'm like, okay, that's great, but it's not going to help you right now. You yeah. know, now we're having another conversation if your loved one has passed away. So a finance, a power of attorney, a financial power of attorney allows you to appoint a person again trusted underlined bold trusted person 
um, also known as a fiduciary, to step in your shoes and conduct business as if they were you, but legally, right? You are entrusting this person, um, or you can, you can have co-powers of attorney. I don't really recommend that, but you can have a power of attorney, but you can also have a successor. You can have an alternate in case the primary uh, refuses or is unable to serve. So that power of attorney can pay bills for you. They, you know, pay your mortgage. Um, they can institute, um, you know, they can start a claim. Um, they can meet with an attorney. Let's say if you were the victim of someone else's negligence, you know, while you're in the hospital, that person that you've named as power of attorney can seek out a, you know, a, a personal injury attorney and initiate a claim on your behalf, you know, while you're getting care, while you're getting sure. rehabilitated, right? So that's one of a very practical one. The paying the bills is also another one too. Um, so those are examples of the most common, um, you know, estate planning tools that, that we have. That's great. That's great. Um, what are some of the misconceptions that people have about uh, estate planning? <laughs> I love this one. And I've done a number of videos and blogs and stuff about oh, you this have. Like, miss. I have. Yeah, I have. And, uh, and I, I highly recommend your videos to everyone who's watching. There'll be a link um, in the description. But uh, Elsa does a great job at breaking down complicated topics into very understandable um, subjects. Thank you so much, Peter. Yes, I have an entire library of videos on YouTube at Elsa W. Smith Law. But let me get to your question on uh, some of the myths. One, um, and you know, it, it's it's one that funny enough people people try to somehow get around estate planning. They're you know they try to say, well, you know, I can do this, and I don't really need an estate plan. For example, I can give my daughter access to my bank account. And she'll only use the money to pay for my expenses. Okay, let me tell you something. When you add anyone as a signer, not a beneficiary, when you add anyone as a signer on your bank account, you are giving them the power to wipe you out. And I know, and I, and I want your viewers to hear me. I know that you're probably thinking that it's convenient, my daughter or my son, they're good kids. They wouldn't do that. But let's say if your daughter or son's kind of running into a tight financial situation, right? And they go, well, you know, and if you've got 25 grand sitting in, in a checking account and they're in a bit of a bind. And what if they say to themselves, they, they convince themselves that this is okay. Well, I'll just take 5,000 to cover my expenses this month, but I'll pay it back. That's not what you intended. That money was meant for your expenses, whether they be end of life expenses or you know during your life, medical expenses, whatever the case may be, but you place them on the account for the sake of convenience, not so that they can make personal loans to themselves for right. their own expenses, but you have given them the key. You have given them the, uh, the authority to do that. And guess what? The bank can't hold them accountable because the bank's gonna look at the the account documents and go well mrs jane doe you added them as a signer on the account there's nothing that we can do about that right so 
that's one of the, the things that I talk about with my clients and I have heart to hearts with them. I said, listen, you know your family better than I do, but I'm telling you from my professional experience, sometimes that is not the best way to go. There are other things that we can do, right. like creating a power of attorney, right? Which by the way, you can revoke once you no longer need that power of attorney, right? So that's 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 one myth. And another one is, well, you know, I don't need to worry about estate planning or incapacity until I'm much older. Wrong again. How many times have we either through our own personal relationships or people that we know, um, know of young people who have become disabled um, because of an acts, a tragic accident or some debilitating disease? Uh, you know, how many young people, you know, 20s and 30s do we know that maybe suffer from things like MS and other, you know, degenerative uh, diseases, right? So, you know, that whole idea of incapacity is just for the elderly. You know, you need to shatter that myth because it's not true. Everybody, everybody should have a power of attorney. You just never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not yet yeah, I mean, a power of attorney is a, is a, a, a very important document, um, but it's getting people as early as, you know, their their 20s, you know, as they're coming as their young adulthood you know, as they're coming into the workforce to start thinking about these plans and an estate plan is going to change over time. Let me hit, let me give you, let me give you one more of the, of the myths before we go on is I just, uh, attorney Smith, I just need a simple will. And I'm doing this because this is what, this is the phone calls that I'm having. I just need a simple will. You know, I don't need anything else. Listen, people hear a lot on social media on, you know, all various types of social media, and they think they know what they want. The purpose of meeting with a professional like an estate planning attorney is to, first of all, examine your particular situation. A will is fine, but that's usually the, the entryway into estate planning. Your chances are you're going to need a whole lot more than just a will. You know, what's, what are the documents in place to protect you now right. while you're sitting in my office, while you're alive, right? So, People think they know what they want, but you know, and sometimes in all fairness, they may not know how to articulate it. They may just say, well, I need a will, you know, and at least they recognize that. And let me give them credit for that, for recognizing that they need a will. But a lot of times it's a whole lot more. Yeah, no, and, and it's the, the concepts are not that simple, you know? I mean, it's, you know, the whole idea about probate and, getting things done, it takes time. And there are a lot of really smart people who don't get it, you know, so you need somebody like yourself to help walk them through and somebody with your patience uh, is is a big plus, you know. Um, I'm glad you said that, Peter, about, you know, no matter, you know, the intelligence level or whatever, you know, may, most of my clients, um, they are professionals, they are, um, you know, middle income, higher income um, individuals, you know, college educated by and large, not exclusively, but by and large, you know, and they are what I call um, many of them, not all of them are what I call first gen when it comes right. to estate planning, right. you know, that their parents may have had little life insurance over here, a little pocket of money over there, but never a comprehensive plan, never a will. Right. So they are coming onto the scene and now they're walking away after they work with us with a comprehensive plan. 
And I mean, if you want to go deep with it, they are shifting the the trajectory in that family's lineage. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? Because here's the thing, if they've got a teenager who is seeing mom and dad come back home with this portfolio, the conversation will begin, well, what's that? I met with an estate planning attorney, right? And then the kid, it becomes, the, the conversation is normalized in that family about estate plan, a will. You know, that is that has a significant impact in maybe not right away, but when that child becomes Absolutely. an adult, they're gonna look, because they're gonna look at the two people they trust and love the most, their parents. How did they do it? How did mom and dad do it? And also if the parents are doing it for themselves, most likely they're communicating that with their children, and, and which is very important, which doesn't always happen. You know, in, in the case of my children, my son is my partner, and uh, he's had a, an estate plan since he was 28 years old, and he's so proud of it. And he's always pushing it on his friends, you know, and talking to them about the need to have an estate plan for people in their 20s who are just starting out, which is really true. And, and uh, I mean, he's fortunate in that he has that education. Absolutely. Good for him. Good yeah. for him for being yeah. an advocate for that. Because a lot of times young people, you know, you're concerned, and particularly if you're, you know, type A, you're go, 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 you've maybe, you know, gone to college or you're in the military or whatever, and you're making money and you're not thinking about a state plan. You're probably no. thinking about maybe, you know, putting down payment on a new house, maybe thinking about starting a family, all those other things, but estate planning is usually not on the top of the list. No, it's, and it's like insurance, you know, it's like people don't want to deal with their life insurance because it talks about death, well, as well as exactly. estate plan, but it's so critical, it's really important, you know, and, and, and luckily there are professionals like you out there to help people. So um, thank you so much. I mean, this was a great, uh, a great uh, interview and, and uh, wonderful information. And as I mentioned, um, Elsa's information will be at the, um, well, at the end of the video as well as on the podcast. Um, and what's the best way for people to reach you, Elsa? Before I do that, I did want to mention a um, self plug. I do have, uh, I host my own podcast. Absolutely. It's called Wills, Women and Wealth podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, and that'll be in the show notes um, as well. But we uh, talk to, you know, professionals like Peter. I've had Peter on the, on the podcast as well. We talk to professionals like him and my joy is bringing them to my audience because I truly believe in a holistic approach when it comes to estate plan. You need a team of people who you know, no more than you, quite frankly, you know, the reason, you know, I, as a business owner, as well as an attorney, I have several people on my team, bookkeepers, CPAs, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because I just want to work in my zone of genius, which is estate planning and probate. And I hire people to do the rest. Zone so, of so genius. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I love that. And, and, you know, and people should do the same, you know, Peter, they uh, hire yeah, no, you. No, I, I want to do what I I want to do what I do best. I stay in my lane. Absolutely. And, and we hire, people hire, you know, yeah. someone like you yeah. to take, you know, to organize life's daily demands. I Absolutely. mean, your tagline says it all, <laughs> right? So it's it's so it's so critical um to to really surround yourself with professional people like yourself who really have a heart to serve. 
and yeah. that's really yeah. that's really important to me. Yeah, so. no, and I could you, we it really does take a, a team of people, you know, and no matter you know how smart you are, you, you can only do so much, and you have to Absolutely. reach out to other experts and to manage things in your life. And I appreciate Absolutely. that, and and I agree that your uh, podcast has is wonderful because you bring to it yourself and your attitude and the guests have the same uh, information. So it's wonderful. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on your My podcast. Pleasure. Okay. So uh, thanks again, Elsa. We'll see you soon and uh, bye everybody and hope to uh, see you at our next podcast. Take care.